Welcome to the True Podcast where we take a no-holds-barred approach to life. From personal anecdotes to professional advice, Ryan DeMent offers an unfiltered look at life's challenges that you can't get anywhere else. Let's get to it. Here is your host, Ryan DeMent. Hey guys, Ryan DeMent, True Podcast. I hope you are having a great day. It's been somewhat of a crazy week. Uh, I want to send my heartfelt thoughts prayers to the families in Michigan. Uh, that shooting could have been avoided. Um, and and I, I hope we can make changes to social media uh, and, and how things played out because it looks like uh, he was putting things up on social media before he did it. Um, and there could have been some actions taken. And I'm just, I don't know. I don't know the full story. I'm just reading what's in the media. But this week I wanted to talk about social media and the negative effects that it has on us as a society, but also on our face-to-face communication. We're all about the instant gratification. We're all about the likes and the shares. Um, There's a lot of shaming in social media. People think it's just uh, all bunched up to some great stuff, and it really isn't. Uh, Social media is just a point in time that people want to share that their lives are great and they have no other issues, but we're humans. We have challenges, we have tribulations, we have negativity, and social media has really caused a lot of issues for these younger generations uh, as they've grown up with a cell phone in their hand. Stay tuned. You know, we all we all really like to have uh, our social media posts shared across, you know, all the platforms: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat. Um, it seems to boost up our morale, gives us a, a, a sense of well-being. But what actually happened to our ability to communicate face to face and be able to have conversations in person instead of on a phone or on a computer? What happened to being able to talk about your current situation, whether it be bad or not, to be able to have that conversation? I mean, there are studies out there on social media and the negative effects that it has on on mental health, but I don't want to get into the studies. I want to get into the piece of face-to-face communication has gone to the wayside because of social media. We, we've become so polarized in society based upon our politics, whether you're on the right or you're on the left or you're on the extreme right or the extreme left. There's no reaching across the actual aisle to be able to have a conversation with somebody that has a differing opinion from you and be able to work through that. And it's, we see this more and more on social media. You, you have politicians tweeting out their extreme views from the right or from the left. Not healthy, doesn't matter what side you're on. But what does that do? that continues to polarize future generations 
and even, you know, baby boomers and people of my age, you get polarized and you get these thoughts in your head that social media is the end all and it creates this vacuum where everything is perfect. You know, your, your posts are getting likes, it's getting shares, your views are, are, are doing great and they're going off the charts and then all of a sudden you put something up and you get a ton of negative comments. You have dislikes, you have hate coming towards you and you don't know a single person more than likely on these social media posts. What does that do to your psyche? It, it's tough on mental health. It, it's tough on how you approach life. Um, it, it's shaming. Uh, there's depression in there. Um, but we don't actually look at the ramifications of social media as played on our society as a whole, especially when it comes to face-to-face -face communication. We have a social media addiction that needs to be addressed. And we need to find our way back to openly communicating in person, <clears throat> excuse me, than sitting on our phones and sending spews of messages that are either uh, degrading or negative or knocking somebody down that has a different viewpoint than we do. That's not right, one and two. What do you get out of that? You just spew more hatred. Uh, if you don't like someone's thought process or way they think about something or their point of view, you can agree to disagree, argue your point. Don't hate on their point. Why don't you show them that you actually have some knowledge in the topic and share your thoughts and comments. Be proactive, excuse me, be productive and not make the conversation to be uh, hate speech. And that's where we've really lost the face-to-face -face communication with everything that's going on in society today. We can't seem to have a face-to-face -face conversation with one another without it becoming hateful, uh, canceling people out, telling people that they're racist. Um, it, it's okay to have different opinions. But at the end of the day, we all have lives to live. And if you're not happy with yours, why do you spread so much negativity? There's a lot of people out there that are struggling, that need help. Those people need to see positivity on social media because a lot of things that happen on social media cause people to fall into depression. And unfortunately, some commit suicide and that's just not, that's not right and it's not worthy. But we continue to lose faith in being able to communicate with one another. And it's saddening. And growing up in a different era, I didn't have a cell phone. Um, I'm in the era of dial-up AOL. I mean, I remember when it first came and what happened. Um, but we'd go out and play and have a good time and communicate and talk with our friends in person. Now, I literally uh, can see younger individuals sitting at a table texting one another instead of just having a conversation or they don't want to tell anybody what's going on so what do they do 
they just text each other or they will uh, potentially take pictures of people at a table or people in a group and then start shaming them because they don't like what they look like or what they're doing instead of just having that face-to-face conversation. How healthy is that for our kids growing up today? Not so good at all. All right, guys, I found this survey uh, and some research from Pew Research Center. It's from October 15th, 2020. I'll link it in the show notes. 64% of Americans say social media uh, have a mostly negative effect on the way things are going in the U.S. today. When you look at it and you break it down, it says uh, majority of Americans say social media negatively affect the way things are going, and then it breaks it down by political affiliation. So overall, U.S. adults, 64% say it's negative, 25% say neither positive or negative, and 10% say mostly positive. I'd like to talk to those people that are 10% that are mostly positive. So if you think social media is positive, please come my way. I'd love to have that open discussion. So when you get down to the party affiliation, uh, Republicans, 78%, conservatives, 83%, uh, and then uh, Democrats, well, they have, they have, oh, leaning Republican, I'm sorry, are 78%, conservatives, 83%, and uh, moderate liberals, 70%. Then they go into Democrat slash leaning Democrat, 53%, conservative, moderate, 54%, liberal, 54%. And then, this is interesting, neither positive or negative for the Dems leaning Democrats, 32%, conservative, moderate, 31%, and then liberal, 32%. But all of them in the mostly positive are 14%. It's interesting that 14% of these individuals that they polled, and it looks like this was done through July 13th to the 19th of 2020. It doesn't tell me what the sample size was. I'm looking for that, but it is not there. I don't see it right up. So anyhow, um, it's interesting that 14% of those individuals think that social media is positive. Now, they broke it down even further. Uh, Republicans, Democrats divided on social media's impact on country, especially among younger adults. So ages 18 to 19, that key demographic everyone wants to go over. uh, Republican, leaning Republicans, 76%. Democrat, leaning Democrat, 43%. Neither positive nor negative, 18% for Republican, 35% for Democrats. Mostly positive, 6% for Republicans, 20% for Democrats. Age 30 plus, Republicans 78, Democrats 56. Uh, Neither positive nor negative, 16% for Republicans, 30% for Democrats. Mostly positive, 5% for Republicans, 12% for Democrats. So what I spoke about in the last segment, the divide between political affiliation is huge. You you can see that the Democrats feel that 
social media does not have a big impact uh, negatively, negatively on our society, but Republicans do. So my question is, why is there such a huge divide there? Is, is it the way we consume information, whether it be news, where you read, who you interact with, uh, who you have face-to-face conversations with, do you have face-to-face conversations with uh, at all? But the thing that, that gets me is the, the divide between the two groups is really caused this polarization for us as a nation. And it's even further divided when it comes to social media. So you can see one side says, no, social media is not negative. It's not bad. And let's keep on putting it out there. And you got one side that says, yes, it is bad. Uh, And we need to find a better way to work with it. But you know, the funny thing is both Republicans and Democrats are wanting to control uh, big media, big social media platforms. They all talk about these regulations that they want to be able to change how social media platforms uh, run and interact with their users. But have you seen a single person from either side actually put a bill forward that actually gets to the floor of the House or the Senate, well, initially the House, or it gets out of committee. I haven't heard of any, and if you have, I'd love to hear. But it's a lot of lip service um, and a lot of jawjacking that goes on around this topic because ultimately, uh, if you start pulling the uh, layers of the onion back, you'll see both sides of the aisle are heavily funded by tech. They're all taking money from big tech. So why would they want to change big tech when they're getting millions of dollars in their coffers from them? Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So we continue to be a divided nation because the people that are supposed to be our leaders are in the back pocket of big tech and they're taking money for their campaigns or whatever they're taking, whether I don't know if it's illegal or not, I'm not going to question it. It's just, you have this money coming into your, your bank account. That money has strings attached to it, which then ultimately makes you make a decision based to be in favor of big tech. So we truly aren't going to have a change anytime soon. In the last piece of this, of this uh, survey, roughly three in 10 who say social media have a negative effect on the country cite misinformation as a reason. Says so 64% of U.S. adults say social media have a mostly negative effect on the way things are going in this country. When asked about the main reason they think social media have a mostly negative effect on the way things are going in the country, the percent who mentioned misinformation, made up news, 28%. Hate, harassment, extremism, 16%. People believing everything, not knowing what to believe, 11%. Censorship bias, 9%. Too much negativity, 7%. Partisanship, polarization, division, 6%. Echoing chambers, People getting one point of view, 5%. Anti-Trump or anti-conservative views, 4%. Vanity drama impacts on mental health, 3%. Privacy or data collection concerns, bad actors, 2%. And there's a category of other of 9%. 
But if you if you look at the top three, people believing everything, not knowing what to believe, 11%. So to me, that's telling me people are getting their news and information from social media and don't know how to discern the data to be able to say what's right and wrong. They're just taking it as face value and it's legitimate. Doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. Doesn't matter if you're left or right. Doesn't matter if you believe one thing or another. It's just basically you're taking your news from social media and and believing that it's correct without looking at the factual data. That's a struggle. If you're not making those due diligence calls, I call them, or research to figure out what's true or not. A good example, and this can be... a. a a discussion for a later time is the Rittenhouse case. There was so much misinformation out there about that case. I didn't even know enough about it, but once I started reading and listening and understanding, I see where some of that information came from, but the truth came out in that trial. But also at the same time, more people are thinking he is a murderous, uh, callous, uh, racist person. I don't know the guy, so I couldn't tell you, but facts are facts. Um, You can't argue the facts. If those are the facts, then that's what came out, and a jury of his peers acquitted him. It's time to move on. You can't keep on saying all these false things, which the media tends to still do, even after the fact. Hate harassment extremum, extremism, excuse me. This is crazy. I mean... This is where our future generations are being hurt, cyberbullying, all those things that come up with kids. And they're, they're, they're impressionable at these ages. And now they think that there's problems with themselves and they become depressed and they become isolated and they, they don't seem to want to communicate with people. And then you unfortunately have bad things that happen. And by not addressing these things over a period of time, it causes more issues than we want to know about, but it also hurts more people. And unfortunately, the shooting that happened in Michigan, that happened. That kid was putting stuff out on social media days before, weeks before, whatever the case was, and no one paid attention to it. No one addressed it. No one put up some flares or warning signs that something needs to change. And that's sad because people's children could have been saved but also at the same time there wouldn't have been this horrible thing that happened at this school for no reason and then the other piece the censorship and bias people i i don't care if you have a different opinion of 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 a topic um come with me with facts hit me with the data hit me with knowledge but don't come in and burn me on a topic um, and tell me that my topic is is crap and uh, it means nothing. Hit me with data, give me with facts, show me that you understand the topic, and we'll be good. But if you come with all the negativity and the censorship and the bias, I just tune you out and walk away because you're full of crap because you don't know anything. You're, you're just spewing off because you're thinking that I'm going to cave and say, okay, you're right. That isn't going to happen. But a lot of people do that. you got to stand up for what's right for you. Uh, you. You do live in the United States, and we do have freedom of speech. 
and you have the ability to express your opinion. It's free and it's clear and it's written in the Constitution. You have the ability to do that. Stand up for yourself. It is okay to have an opinion that's differing from others because we live in a society that allows us to have those opinions and those thoughts. All right, guys, that wraps up, wraps up this week. Stay safe, stay healthy, have those conversations. It's okay to have different opinions. It's healthy to agree to disagree. No reason to shut somebody out, cancel them out, call them out. It's not healthy for anyone. I'll see you guys on the other side. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.